You're listening to Unhooked. On the show today, three simple steps to living a more spiritual life. Talking about the three pillars of a spiritual life that anyone, including you, can start practicing today to feel more fulfilled and connected to a deep and meaningful life. So, stay tuned. Hi, I'm Jeremy Lipkowitz, and with over 12 years of meditation experience as a mindfulness trainer and coach for high performers, I've become obsessed with helping people break free from compulsive, unhealthy behaviors and addictions and step into a life of true freedom so that they can finally become their best selves and cultivate deeper and lasting fulfillment. I've created Unhooked, the Breaking Porn Addiction Podcast to give you simple, actionable, step-by-step strategies to master your mind and optimize your life. This is Unhooked. So hello friends, welcome back to the show. Another solo episode for you here today. I'm still in Cape Town, just one more week, and then I fly back to Bali for a few months. And I've definitely enjoyed my time here in Cape Town, And I'm also excited to get back to Bali. I've been missing the freedom of hopping on my scooter to get around and watching the gorgeous sunsets by the beach, which of course I can do here in Cape Town. But I think what I miss most is my friends and the people and the community from Bali. So that's just a little life update for you on the show today, talking about three easy simple and universal steps to living a more spiritual life. Often behind the yearning to break free from porn addiction is the desire that I would argue all of us have to live a deeper life, a more spiritual life, whatever that means for you, to be more present to the beauty of being alive, to have more gratitude for the gift of life and the things in your life, to feel more connected to nature or to a higher power if you believe in one, and just more connected to the world around us. We all have this need to be connected to some sense of purpose and meaning. And beyond that, at the very least, to feel like we are connected to a path for our lives and that we are walking along that path. Viktor Frankl, one of my favorite philosophers and psychologists, who wrote The Man's Search for Meaning, once said, when a man can't find a deep sense of meaning, they distract themselves with pleasure. And I know that you can resonate with that. You know, if you are listening to this show, that when you are engaged in something like porn, it really feels like the opposite of living a purposeful life and a meaningful life. It's pointless, it's empty calories, it's just distraction. And so part of the recovery process must involve connecting with some guiding purpose in your life, some sense of meaning or reason for living, rather than living your whole life just searching for distraction after distraction or pleasure after pleasure with no point to it. In 12 Steps, they call this the higher power. I don't care what you call it. You know, if you've been listening to this show, you know that I am not particularly religious, at least not in the traditional sense. Uh, I have spent time as a as a monk. I consider myself spiritual and potentially even religious, but I don't care what you call this. It's some sense of finding 
your meaning in life, some guiding light. And this can be a big stumbling block for many of you, particularly if you aren't aligned with any particular religious tradition. But even if you are, it can still be challenging to know how to implement, how to actually embody a more spiritual life, how to practice it or cultivate it. So what I'm going to offer today is a simple, universal approach to living a more spiritual life. And when I say universal, I really mean that. This is not just for Buddhists or atheists or Christians or Muslims or Hindus or whatever. If you follow a particular religion, good. You know, these steps will be in accordance with that religion. I guarantee it. If you don't follow any religion, also good. These steps today will be in accordance with what you know to be true in your heart. Either way, it will give you a simple framework to start living a more spiritual life. And not just to start, this is essentially the foundation, the pillars of any spiritual practice. It can take you all the way. So what are these three simple steps, the three pillars of a spiritual life? For context, this framework that I'm about to explore comes from the teachings of the Buddha. But again, don't worry, as you will see, this is universal, it's secular, this is available to anyone. And in fact, this is one of the reasons I, I particularly enjoy Buddhist philosophy is that it is not very religious. In some ways, not religious at all. It is a secular approach to living a life of wisdom, a life of meaning, and a happier, fulfilling life. So with that being said, this particular framework or this uh, kind of analogy, the story, these three steps do come from the teachings of the Buddha. But as you will see, it is applicable to you. So in the Dhammapada, which is a famous collection of teachings of the Buddha, one of the most famous collections, someone had asked the Buddha, what is the essence of the teachings? You know, he, he basically went up to the Buddha and said, hey, bro, you know, you've got a lot of teachings here. I'm busy and I can't really understand it. Can you just give me the TLDR? Can you give me the, the dumbed down version of what is the essence of all these teachings? And in response, the Buddha said this, to avoid all evil, to cultivate the good, and to purify one's mind. This is the teaching of the enlightened ones. And when he said the teaching of the enlightened ones, what he meant is that this is the essence at the core of all enlightened traditions. If you are a saint or a saintly teacher, or if your religious tradition has a, a prophet or someone, this will be at the core of what they are teaching. Because, of course, how could it be otherwise? Stop doing harmful things, do more good, and purify your heart and mind. Is there anyone who could argue against those things? Of course not. So this really is the essence of a spiritual life. So let's break these three steps down so you can actually see a little bit more closely what these three mean and how to actually approach it in a, in a practical way. How can you actually implement this? So the first one is to avoid all evil. And there are many translations of this. You know, a better translation might be something along the lines of avoid all unwholesome actions or unskillful actions or avoid causing harm. So one helpful way to explore this in a practical way is to look at the five ethical training precepts from Buddhism. So these are kind of the monastic code. You know, this is the, the very, the basic, you know, the monastics actually take 
take on something like 223 uh, precepts, but the basic for everyone is these five. And what they are, are to abstain from destroying life or causing harm, to abstain from stealing or taking what is not freely offered, to abstain from sexual misconduct or causing harm with your sexuality, to abstain from lying or divisive speech, and to abstain from intoxicants that lead to heedlessness. So it's really about looking at the ways that your actions of body and speech are causing harm and to stop doing those things. This is what is meant by that first step, to avoid all evil, you know, to avoid unwholesome actions. And again, if you're, you know, wondering, okay, what, it, what qualifies as an unwholesome action? Is it causing harm to yourself or to others in some way? And again, these five precepts give us a nice framework. Are you killing? Are you stealing things? Are you engaged in sexual misconduct, causing harm with your sexuality? Are you lying? Are you taking drugs and intoxicants that lead to heedlessness? So that's the first step to living a more spiritual life is to avoid quote-unquote evil. I don't really like the word evil because, you know, it's very um, black or white. You know, I like more the framing of unwholesome actions, unskillful actions. So that's the first step. Step number two is to cultivate the good. This is to do more wholesome actions, more skillful actions, more helpful and right kinds of actions that lead to good in the world. So some examples to treat other people and to treat yourself with kindness and compassion, to live honestly, to speak the truth, to live a sober and upright life. You know, you can essentially take the opposite of these moral precepts. So protecting others, respecting the property of others, partaking in healthy, uplifting sexuality, speaking words of kindness and honesty, and eating healthy and nutritious foods, all these different things can be ways to practice the good, practicing generosity, compassion, helping, so many ways to do good things with your life. The third step, purify the mind. This final step is so important, and it's often what gets missed by many traditions. Now, there are many traditions that understand and preach about the importance of the first two, to avoid evil and do more good. But one of the things that Buddhism really nailed was this understanding that you can't just focus on those first two, you have to also simultaneously purify the mind. You know, because the mind is where all of these actions stem from. You can understand, yes, I'm supposed to practice compassion, but if you haven't uprooted the force of greed in the mind, if you haven't uprooted the force of judgment, you know, it's going to be very hard to practice those first two. So you have to cultivate the mind just as a gardener does. So what are the ways that we cultivate the mind? This is, there's basically two things. One is uprooting mental toxins, and the other is to cultivate and plant wholesome mental qualities. So uprooting mental toxins, greed, hatred, ill will, jealousy, arrogance, ignorance, all of these things, again, that lead to suffering, lead to harm for ourselves and others. And then to plant seeds, you know, to cultivate these qualities that lead to happiness. 
love, compassion, patience, equanimity, resilience, joy, mindfulness. We actually have to spend time strengthening those qualities. And of course we can. We know that now through neuroplasticity, this is how we can train the mind is through repetition, through strengthening these neural pathways. And how do we do this? Again, the obvious answer is meditation. This is what meditation is, training the mind. Meditation is not some fluffy, mystical, magical thing, astral projection where you're you know, flying off into space. It is literally strengthening the neural pathways that you want to strengthen. And it is intentionally de-strengthening the neural pathways that you don't want to strengthen. So when greed pops up, you're aware of that and you say, oh, I don't want to feed this neural pathway. And when just the little ember of compassion arises, you say, oh, this is a good mental quality. Let me cultivate this quality. Let me blow on the fire and let that grow stronger. So those are the three steps to living a more spiritual life. You know, this is really the essence of all the enlightened teachers and all the enlightened teachings no matter what religion you know you're part of or philosophy to live a spiritual life means to to do less evil to do more good and to purify your heart and mind so just remember if you're feeling lost these three steps can be a great entryway to get you started and for your recovery from porn and addiction this last one of training the mind cannot be overlooked it cannot be over exaggerated you know this is so important to rewire the mind to train the mind to uproot the mental toxins of craving aversion and delusion so that is it for today folks i hope you've enjoyed this episode as always if you want to support the show best way to do that is to leave us a review or share it with a friend um, that really does help the podcast grow so that's it for today. Signing off from beautiful Cape Town. We'll catch you on the next episode.